3: I'm a little behind, little behind uh, schedule here, Paul. Sorry about that because uh, I was, so, I was, had a meet, email exchange with someone, and it just, I got her, I got it this morning, and it just made me uh, change everything that I wanted to talk about. You know, uh, I was going to talk okay. about the riots. I was going to talk about all that bullshit. Okay, so anyway, today is uh, August fifteenth. Twenty sixteenth, eight p.m. Truth is a new hate. Get your hate on at eight. And uh, Paul, I was going to talk about riots and all that kind of stuff there, but uh, you know, to me, it's uh, it's it's the left is losing it. They're pull, They're lose. Going to lose power. They're pulling out all the stops. This is reminds me of sixty seven, sixty eight bullshit. You know. Yep.
4: Hey, um, one, one quick thing, man. There was an ABC poll today, this morning. And uh, just for shits and giggles, I checked it out. I think like 130,000 people had voted on it. Trump had 80% of the votes. Jill Stein had 12%. Uh, Johnson had 11 And Shitlery had seven.
3: Yeah, you know, this. Uh, the polls that they put out, I mean, the online polls, well, it's people online but uh these polls are bullshit uh rich did a thing on that about how bullshit it is all you got to do is look at who goes to trump's rallies i wrote an article on the last rally that uh, that he had at uh in connecticut did of all, all places in, in yeah the uh, democrat plantation of C- connecticut and at <laughs> Sa- sacred heart uh campus okay the people waited in the heat Sweltering heat to to go stand in an unconditioned friggin' gym packed. Okay, to stand with the next president of the United States, you know. Uh why? And you
4: go to Hillary and you go to Hillary's and it's crickets and maybe a hundred supporters. They try to look like thousands because they do close ups, but we've seen some pictures where there's pictures from far away and there's like nobody there.
3: Yeah. And uh So anyway, I got a lot of clips to play and, uh, 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 you know, basically this show is, is about what's happening to the left and here, here's what's happening to the left.
2: I bet y'all thought that I was gonna tell a story Y'all plump forgot that I've been doing this since 14, hella glory I've been known how to brag and I'm swagging out but that's hella boring Look out for me, it's about to get gory
5: Cause boy, I got this shit on lock, go ahead and go in the towel Once I'm in it, there's no way you're getting rid of me now I got this shit on lock, go ahead and go in the towel I'm in the zone and only tear it up with this.
3: and that's it uh you know a topic came up about uh throwing in the towel and uh the left is throwing in the towel you know i only got so much time but uh kids been sending me some stuff because from uh mainly from the left media radio and stuff like that and i only have so much time to go through it and uh (laughs) i was looking through it there and uh they're already making their excuses of who to blame for their failure. They are throwing in a towel. And uh, here, here, here is the first clip.
6: Most important time for progressive media because you have a better opportunity to get real change when there is a president that is closer to your political beliefs in the White House, uh, which is much more likely with Hillary Clinton than Donald Trump, although, yes, she would be one of the more moderate or centrist Democrats in a while. Now, the second reason I believe progressive media would do worse under Hillary Clinton in the White House versus Donald Trump is that there will be this sort of feeling that change will happen naturally with a Democrat in the White House when that completely ignores what's going on in the House and Senate. And we've talked about that many, many times, Lewis. Look at what's happened with President Obama. Republican obstruction for almost all of his two terms of presidency. And many of his biggest accomplishments have happened with incredible effort required, pulling teeth to get anything done, or executive action. So although I understand that the perception of the need of uh, or importance of progressive media would be diminished with a Hillary win, I actually think that it would be the most important time for progressive media to try to achieve real change. It would be important, uh, and like you said...
3: So yeah, they're already setting up the, uh, you know, the the crying room here, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> the best thing for uh, progressive media is if Hillary doesn't win, if Trump wins. You know, how, how do you comment on that, Paul?
4: Um, it just sounds like they're grasping it at anything, you know. If it goes one way, hey, it's great. If it goes the other way, hey, it's, so great. it's not great for them.
3: Yeah, it's people waking uh, up to
4: the duplicity that they lie.
3: Yeah, it, it it sounds more like this. Yeah, they want to throw that towel, Paul. That's what it sounds like, you know what I mean? And 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 they go on more here. They go on more here. Listen to this.
7: That's right. And that would be, that would still make for plenty of juicy stories and headlines and crazy things being said by politicians all the time. People far
6: crazier than Donald Trump, mind you. I would agree with the sentiment that a Trump win would be better for progressive media, although I strongly disagree with the reasoning that is making people believe that. We'll take a break. Next, we'll go to Philadelphia.
3: <laughs> so... They know they're going to lose, right? They know they're going to lose. I mean, if the people get off their asses like they should, they know they're going to lose and they're already they think Yeah. Well, we'll have a crazy guy like Trump, so you know, we can make jokes, you know, what we do best, right? Make jokes and you know, critique, criticize, right? You know. Well, Paul, this sounds more like uh so you know what i mean uh they know this is why we're seeing all that that's what you know they got all this bullshit bernie has not turned didn't didn't uh turn out the way they wanted i got a few clips later of bernie of how you know he's supposed to you know bring bring the youth in particularly the the white youth and basically what he did is he helped them off Yeah, he opened their eyes a little bit. You know what I mean? He opened their eyes a little bit. You know, now, uh, you know, this uh, socialism, all this kind of nonsense. You know, no, we need fucking jobs. That's what we need. We need real jobs, okay? The government paying you to do something is not a real job because the government don't earn no fucking money to give you money. They tax somebody. This tax from the rich bullshit, the rich is yeah right. Try to get a penny off the rich. They'd be gone, man. You know, you don't even know where their fucking money is. What do you think they got? Places like Cayman Islands and all this kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean, Paul? Yeah. And even Boy, if, they'll just take off, man, with their money. Exactly. They'll just take off and go. You know, uh, do create economic activity somewhere else. And uh, you know, we'll be even more even more behind the eight ball. So anyway. These clowns go on, you know, more here, Paul. More here. Check this out. This is this is a bit lo- this is a bit longer. This is about four minutes. Does Sound okay? Sounds great.
2: Well, against Trump, it's because there is not enough of a contrast. We, the reason Trump is making gains is because you don't have a real left to counter him.
0: I really disagree that the that the contrast between them is so little. I think the contrast between them is vast. Um, I mean, I just I understand that you're saying there's a difference, but I think it's just not true that
2: that difference is slim. Wait, the, the deep, no, I mean, I, under, I completely agree that they're, they're different. But if you look at the actual you know, realities on the ground, the people who are drawn towards Trump, I don't agree. I mean, if, if the narrative that people are presenting is that millions of pe- Americans uh, have suddenly become racist and misogynist and hateful, I don't agree with that. I mean, yes, there are complexities, obviously. But the reason he's uh, the vast majority of his echo is because there are millions of people around this nation who are looking for an alternative to corporate America. And- and look at the state of Michigan, for example. One of the reasons Bernie and Donald Trump did well is because there was huge anger in the Midwest against NAFTA and there is fear about the TPP. So let's talk about the real political substance. We agree that there is a difference, but I, I think I think what, what's been what's missing here is the fact that this is a false choice. Yes, we agree there's a difference between Clinton and Trump, but offering those two as choices and say pick one is a false choice for America. You know, you have America, which is the wealthiest country in the history of humanity, and poverty is skyrocketing. The vast majority of people cannot even weather a $1,000 unexpected financial uh, bill. So, you know, we're talking about people who are struggling to maintain a foothold into survival. Who is going to represent them? And we have to start somewhere, and we can't make this false argument that it's about this presidential election, because if it was about the presidential election, then why don't we have the strongest candidate against Trump? We don't have it because the establishment does not believe in promoting that agenda. I want to go back to your argument that the
0: DNC rigged this. Basically, I mean, you didn't use the word rigged, so I don't want to put a word in your mouth.
2: But well, they rigged it. You can
0: okay, say that. okay, all right. <laughs> um, it's interesting looking at all the emails that were hacked and that have been released. One of the things that struck me is that, of course, there was the horrendous sort of discussion of using Bernie's faith against him. Um, you know, it was very obvious that people within the DNC didn't like Bernie Sanders. It doesn't come as a huge surprise to me, I think the DNC was not operating um, well throughout this throughout this primary season. But what I didn't find actually was any evidence that there was any systemic rigging. I mean, Hillary Clinton won millions of more votes than Bernie Sanders over the course of these primaries. And there, are, yeah, there are all kinds of arguments about why and whether it should have gone that way. But to me, there is I have found no persuasive evidence. I found evidence that people in the DNC did not like Bernie. That people in the party did not like Bernie. He hadn't, you know, he recently joined the party. That's that's very true, and I understand why it's troublesome. But I haven't seen any evidence that the that the process itself was rigged or that there was any actual. They, they couldn't. They didn't get it. They, they didn't. There
3: was. Oh, she's stuttering there, Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that, and all those emails about what they were gonna to do to stop this guy, who yes, they were saying they didn't like, but I think the, the, the idea that the DNC, a rather ineffectual organization, had an impact on what was a democratic, a deeply flawed process that I wish we did differently in this country, but she won
2: by a lot. Well, I, I think, I think that, uh, that if you are having your ears ground and listening to the millions of people, and not just the people outside, I mean, I'm not a member of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. You don't have to take it from me. Take it from the 700 to 1,000 delegates of the Democratic Party that walked out on Wednesday. These are people, ordinary activists of the Democratic Party, who have put their blood, sweat, and tears into into building the party because they're fighting for social change. And for decades, they've wanted to believe that this party represents them. And they've walked out because they don't see this party as representing them. Mm -hmm.
8: We're going to have to leave it there. But, of course, this uh, this conversation will continue. And I hope you'll both come back with us to continue talking about this as we uh, carry on covering this election through November and, of course, the issues is well beyond
3: them. Well, I don't know, Paul. I don't think they're going to have her back.
4: <laughs> yeah, they always say that, but they never do. I've never been asked back once I started making points that the, uh, the moderator or the Jewish moderator didn't like because I was telling too much of the truth, so they'd cut me off early. Yeah, that's what they do.
3: So we got this foreigner here that can— can't speak English, and all she knows is that this is the richest country in the history and, you know, social justice and, you know, you know, gimme, 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 gimme sounds like this broad saying, but she's putting it right to them that uh, the establishment doesn't want this. They've represented themselves as a party of social change, you know, because that's, that's their game, right, <laughs> to get right. these dumbass voters. That's the bait and switch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it just happened. It sounds more like... Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me so you know and uh they're really upset with assange and the emails they don't mean nothing and they don't tell nothing they don't expose nothing but they're very very you know they're complaining about them and 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 you know the timing and all this kind of stuff here and uh i've got a couple of clips of that and here here's the first one
4: Wait, 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 real quick, man. Yeah. Um, The conventions, it was supposed to have a meltdown at the Trump convention. Trump's convention was very orderly. The ones that said that wasn't going to be, you know, the Democrats had nothing (laughs) but disorder in their convention. People walking out, seats being filled with actors. Uh, It was just just disgusting to see. It was funny as shit.
3: Yeah, the only meltdown at uh, uh, Trump's rally was, uh, you know, the radical left melting away <laughs> because no one was going to take that bullshit. You know, it was very early. The cops were there, very, very well organized. Philly, I mean, they started right off the top removing the flag of Mississippi because it's got the Southern Cross on it, right? Right. So, you know. Okay, let's continue on here. They're complaining about Assange
6: can't sit there and be the arbiter of when it makes sense to reveal corruption or insider whatever or immorality or whatever. He gets documents and he releases them. If they have an impact in the world, they have an impact in the world. It's not a very, it's, it's a very sort of black and white way of looking at this because depending on what you release and when, you are choosing to impact the world around you in a particular right. way. So I,
7: I don't know. How do you feel about that? It has to be some type of of calculated move to not just release everything the second you get it. Um, And if they wanted to be um, uh, more uh, transparent, if they wanted to be cleared of of bias or of having an agenda, that should be their policy, is as soon as they receive whatever information it is,
3: all of it is released.
6: As soon as they've vetted it, redacted what they feel they need to redact for keeping people's uh, identities private or whatever.
3: So they're making an accusation here that uh, you know, uh, you know, they're they're telling this guy what to do with this information, when to release it, and everything. Oh, you got to do it right away. They have no idea when <laughs> he got it, where it came from, or no other damn thing. But you know, they're going to make this uh, 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 judgment on on the guy. And uh, sounds a little I'm bit how to, how to release the information, yeah. release all of it,
4: so we can it all at one time so people forget about it
3: exactly you know uh we'll we'll have some kind of uh, a news event uh you know another uh cop shooting a, a poor didn't do nothing or something like this and uh you know something stupid that'll you know will go on and on and on you know some we'll 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 pick out something that trump said and, and twist it around and everything and, and play with that for a week you know what i mean so but it just sounds a little bit more like. Yeah, more of throwing the damn towel in, man. You know what I mean? And 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 and, and then they go on, and you know, they 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 start off their argument with, uh, or their suppos- is it supposition or, or argument? They start their argument off. But really, they have nothing to back it up with, as, as they tell you in their own words.
0: People who are questioning if this was routine cyber espionage or if it was kind of more astutely saying, okay, we're going to do this exactly when the election is happening. How could that be possible if it was released right then?
6: Well, that's the question that was asked of Assange in terms of the timing. If you believe that Russian intelligence was involved in the uh, theft, hacking, Uh, procuring of these leaks, documents, emails, if you believe that, it stands to reason that they did it and gave it to Julian Assange at a time that would have an impact based on what they wanted. So the question to Assange asked by CNN during this interview that, that I watched was, Aside from the fact that you protect your sources, what if you were being manipulated in terms of the timing by Russian intelligence? And he didn't really have an answer for that. He went back to this position of, well, we vet the documents and we release them if we believe that they are worthwhile.
3: So, you know, first of all, Hillary's stuff was secured. And the emails they got, they were about Chelsea's wedding and her yoga class. Remember, Paul?
4: Right, right, right. All family stuff. So nothing, nothing to see, smell here.
3: Yeah, and and so you know, and you know, nobody, nobody hacked in there. I mean, you know what I mean. Now they're, they, you know, they're
4: but, I mean, Wait, wait. I thought it was a uh, DNC staffer that leaked the stuff that later get wound wound up suicided. Well, so that, it didn't even come from Russia. It Came from a DNC whistleblower.
3: Well, that 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 that's what's been going around. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it could very well be, Paul, but... That's more
4: believable than Russian hacking, but here, that's besides the point. How many times have we interfered in other countries' elections? Every one of them, okay? So if Russia did that back, even if, I'm not saying they did, but even if they did, hey, man, we we, we, we do it first, man, so I don't want to hear it.
3: Not only that, Paul, I mean, I, I was hearing about this uh, hacking of their servers months ago months ago as a matter of fact you know they denied bernie to go in he had to, he had to get a court order to 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 get the voters list so in the primaries so he could uh you know solicit to people and uh, which he was, yeah which he was entitled to and that was one of the reasons that excuses that they gave that well you know they were redoing their whole security because the servers were being hacked from the outside So uh, you know they got to redo this and do that, all this kind of nonsense there, Uh, you know. And a few a few uh, primaries later, he finally got the list, but the damage was done, right?
4: So (laughs) you know, for for the from the demo commies, yeah, commie
3: crap. Yeah, for Hillary. So it sounds more like. Yeah, more throwing a the towel there, Paul. And, uh, you know, this is the last one about them complaining that, that I've got about them complaining about Assange. And it comes to, you know, they're, they're telling you we're talking out of our ass. Just listen to them.
6: ...brings down Hillary Clinton and by default elects Donald Trump, it seems sort of like a pyrrhic victory of sorts. Now, it's not exactly right. Typically with a pyrrhic victory, we're talking about a victory that inflicts such a devastating toll on the eventual winner that it is effectively like being defeated. It's not a perfect analogy, but it's in the victory of releasing information and informing the public you end up electing someone that will have a far more devastating impact on the public. That does seem like a practical concern to me, Rachel, when we think about the, the practical impact of this.
0: I mean, yeah, it's definitely a practical concern, but I think you would have to definitely think long and hard, is this information going to benefit people if Donald Trump is elected
6: by default? So you believe he should weigh that? Yes. Lewis, do we have any evidence that, that Julian Assange weighs that? I, we, we don't, we don't have that evidence.
7: Uh, but there's also. If, if it leads to a Donald Trump presidency, presumably it would be a disaster, at least everyone involved will learn from what happened before, and maybe in the long, long term, yeah, it would be better for
6: everybody. It would be one of those teachable moments that allows Donald Trump to appoint three to four Supreme Court justices that could have a devastating impact on this country for decades. Well, I bet um, the DNC hey, will never make that mistake again after that. We will at least learn, Rachel. Right. And for that, we can be grateful. Right. I don't. It's hard for me to get behind that logic. That's the tear it all down, <laughs> Because in twenty years it'll get better. Logic. It's not
9: exact.
3: Yeah, that tear it all down. Logic is uh, goes around in in our circles too, which is, uh, you know, it, to to me, it's uh, idiots. Defeatist. Yeah, and uh, defeatist. Exactly. And so you know, no, we got no evidence of this. <laughs> we got no evidence of this. And you know, this Trump elected by default. What what the fuck does that mean? Elected by default. You know, you can catch- You mean the
4: hundreds of millions that are going to vote for him. Right. Okay. Yeah. But and, you know, anything that's to the right or white or Christian doesn't have any, any play in the Jew world order media. Okay. Because they've been pushed off to the, to the edge. They're not to be listened to, not to be given credit. So yeah, that, th- that, that is a significant part. Is going to decide for the rest.
3: Yeah. Unless we got to push some guilt on your ass there. And you know, uh, this would be tragic. This would be Dude, very, I, I thought very Catholic
4: tragic. guilt was bad, man, but Jewish guilt is even worse.
3: Yeah. Th- th- this is tragic, Paul, if if, if he was elected and, and voted 3 su- Supreme Court justices. Well, the DNC, you know, we, we Yeah, it would be a Pyrrhic victory. We would learn our lesson. Sounds more like <laughs> You know, and uh, they did it to themselves. Let's face it. They really, really did it to themselves. I don't think they had a chance. Once Trump came in and pushed all the cucks aside, to me, it, it was game over then. Then that—that's it, it was game over. That's all there was to it there. But really.
4: Hey, uh, I think we're up to 70 cucks now that have signed on to uh, Trump. And Trump came back with a beautiful thing saying, Hey, I'm glad these idiots stepped forward to take the blame for the, the horrible Middle East policy and, and, you know, global war policy that's been going on because it falls squarely on their laps.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, this shit goes way back, Paul. But you know what I mean? And I know he's keeping names. And uh, I only I, I, I was going to do a thing on the right. What the right is, is, is cuckin', but I just didn't have enough time there. Uh, I'll try to put some of that together. Maybe uh, for next week or something like that. But they're just as disgusting as the left. Oh
4: okay. yeah, well dude, he just added the globalists from the uh, Republican Party. which is beautiful.
3: Yeah, and 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 you know this uh, quid pro bullshit is it, it's over, and uh, they're kicking and screaming, but they're going to be drug. At, he's going to drag them the fuck out of this place. You know they're actually the right's going on that. Uh, well, you know, kicking and screaming. Yeah, you know it'll. It, it, you know, if Hillary going it, to be eight terms, but Trump, you know, and if no one works with him, it'll only be a few four, you know, a one term, four years. So, you know, yeah, nobody work with the guy. Nobody work with the guy. Let's not make America great. Let's not do. let's be concerned with our own fucking special interest. This is exactly what they're telling you there. But the thing about it is, is, you know, the the the, the, the Democrats, the left. Brought Bernie in. He was a ringer. Now he's, what, just bought, plunked down over $600,000 for his third house, a nice little <laughs> place that he's going to visit a couple months, got a new red sports car. Yeah, got, man, I don't think socialists had money to, to spend like
4: that. I thought they were always giving to the poor. I mean, three houses, really? six hundred grand. Come on. Who lives like that? That's a socialist.
3: Cash, too, Paul. But, you know, his wife's trying to cover, saying... Well, you know, we had money from when her parents died, their property. And uh, we just haven't had time to pick out a place. But she has three siblings. So, you know, what kind of place did her fucking parents have? And we all know the scandal about her, the school that she was at, that she was a, a head mistress at and the money going missing. And then before the investigation could go, it went out of business. But it just never
4: ends, man, with these these parasites.
3: Right, and and they blew themselves up there, and it started with Bernie. Uh, uh, This is beautiful. He makes – Hillary blows up at Bernie uh, over the Wall Street there, and then she goes on about how she's going to fight Wall Street there. And this this is great, Paul. Check this out.
10: And enough is enough. If you've got something to say, say it directly. But you will not find that I ever changed a view or a vote because of any donation that I ever received. And I have (laughs) stood up, and I have represented my constituents to the best of my ability, and I'm very proud of that. So I think it's time to end the very artful smear that you and your campaign have been carrying uh out in recent weeks, and let's let's talk about the issues.
3: Okay, that's how they always do it. Oh, you know, when they get caught and, and you nail them, it's, well, let's talk about the issues. I think that is a very, very important issue, okay? That's very, very important of her connection and the Clinton Foundation and the payolas and all this kind of nonsense there. And uh, the, the, I forget what debate this was with those two But uh, uh, then she goes on, Paul, to to try to climb out of the hole she got herself in.
10: (laughs) What I want people to know is I went to Wall Street before the crash. I was the one saying you're going to wreck the economy because of these shenanigans with mortgages. I called to end the carried interest loophole that hedge fund managers enjoy. I propose changes in CEO compensation. I called for a Consumer Protection Financial Bureau before it was created. And I think the best evidence that the Wall Street people at least know where I stand and where I have always stood is because they are trying to beat me in this primary. They have collected and spent uh, as much as $6 million on these ads. Hedge fund billionaires, Carl Rove, another billionaire jumped in. And why are they doing that? These are guys who try to make smart investments. They know my record. They know me. They know that I say what I believe, and I will do it. And I also have a pretty good understanding about how to stop them.
4: (laughs) Yeah, by sleeping with them. Stop that.
3: No, nobody. No, are you kidding? You definitely get no money for that. But anyway, but, you know, and, and, and I can't wait till Trump gets in there. I hope Trump rides that beats beast to the ground, but, I mean, right after that, Bernie, Bernie just throws a bomb at her.
9: Secretary Clinton called them out. Oh, my goodness. They must have been really crushed by this.
3: <laughs>
9: and was that before or after you received huge sums of money by giving speaking gauges behind them? So they must have been very, very upset by what you did. Look, here is the difference. And here is the clear difference. These banks, in my view, have too much power. They have shown themselves to be fraudulent organizations endangering the well-being of our economy. If elected president, I will break them up. We've got legislation to do that. And the-
3: so- <laughs> Bernie Bernie just bombed her right there, man. He he threw a a lethal bomb at her. Blew her shit right out of the water there. Uh, Did half her work for us right there, okay, unwittingly. And right after that, okay, uh, they got to try to rescue this shit there. And they sent Obama out and Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren. And, uh, you know, they come out, uh, they get on TV, and uh, they came out with this statement.
11: Everybody, I'm here with Senator Elizabeth Warren, one of our strongest advocates for families and consumers like you. And today we want to talk to you about some of the actions we've taken to protect everything you've worked so hard to build. Eight years ago, after some big banks made irresponsible and risky bets with your money, we almost slipped into another Great Depression. I promised you we wouldn't just recover from the crisis, we'd rebuild our economy on a new foundation to make sure a crisis like that never happens again
12: and President Obama delivered. He signed into law the toughest Wall Street reforms, and strongest consumer protections in generations. Now, trust me, I'm a pretty tough grader.
11: These reforms have already made our financial system safer and more resilient. And part of passing these strong consumer protections meant establishing the first-ever Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, based on an idea that Senator Warren came up with before the crisis even began.
12: But every year, like clockwork, big banks and their Republican allies in Congress try to roll back these protections and try to undermine the consumer watchdog whose only job is to look out for you. Their nomination president promises to dismantle all of it. Now, look, they may have forgotten about the crisis, but working families sure haven't.
11: Whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, or an Independent, if you're a hardworking American who plays by the rules, you should expect Wall Street to play by the rules, too. And that's what we're fighting for. Yep.
12: It's about basic fairness for everyone.
11: And it's about responsibility from everyone. Thanks to leaders like Senator Warren, our country, our economy, and our families are better off. Let's keep it that way. And thanks for being here, Elizabeth.
12: Thanks for having me, Mr. President.
11: Have a great weekend, everybody.
4: It's good. Yes. Yeah, so right. That's why under Clinton, a Democrat, he rolled back the Glass Steagall acts that were put in place
3: after the Depression,
4: because it's the Republicans doing it, right?
3: Well, not only the, well, yeah, uh, Republicans have been part of the problem. There's no two two ways about it. That that's why they, they, you know, they they hate Trump too. They're the ones fighting him. You know, they're you know, it's this fucking tag team they've been putting on our backs here, and uh, but. Uh, you know, Bernie blew it wide open. Everything's great, and everything, all this bullshit. We got Hillary in there, and all all this, and Bernie's telling you, uh, you know, we got illegal, corrupt uh, institutions out there. Okay, yeah. and and then those two come on, and it sounds more like. And not not even the left is buying it, Paul. Check this out. This is just recent.
8: Finally, Matt, can you talk about Barclays' hundred million dollar settlement with U.S. states over LIBOR manipulation and yeah, what that it, means?
13: Yeah, the, the LIBOR scandal was it could could you know it should have been one of the biggest uh, financial scandals of all time. They caught a number of the world's biggest banks manipulating world interest rates through this London Interbank Offered Rate, um, which had impacted, according to some studies, uh, more than three hundred trillion dollars worth of financial products. Um, this was sort of a cartel-style
3: I just wanted to uh, stop that for a second. Three hundred trillion, Paul. Three hundred trillion. This is the great. Is that it? Three hundred trillion dollars of, of of. Yeah, the, and Obama's. Yeah, him and Hillary. What a team! I'll continue on here.
13: Uh, corruption scheme. A number of banks got caught. Barclays has already paid a four hundred and fifty three million dollar settlement in England uh, for them to come away with just a one hundred million dollar fine in the United States is really just a drop in the bucket for them. And, and it's a signal to, the, to other banks that, you know, it, you really if you it's the price of doing business, they're not going to really worry about doing this again. Uh, it's not going to be a deterrent.
8: And what does it say about the Obama administration?
13: Well, it's, it's, again, another in a long line of financial scandals that they have not aggressively prosecuted. Nobody went to jail for this. Nobody's going to have to pull money out of his or her own pocket to pay for this. This is all going to be paid for by shareholders, and it's not a significant amount of money that's going to even dent this year's bottom line for that bank.
8: And why this matters in everyday people's lives? Why LIBOR manipulation has makes a difference?
13: World interest rates affect basically everything. I mean, if you have a credit card, if you a, if you have a mortgage, if your town has investments that are affected by world interest rates, all of these things are impacted by uh, where LIBOR is on a given day. So you're you know municipalities and states lost enormous sums of money because of the the where their investments were vis-a-vis LIBOR during these these this time period. That's why they were this settlement is really was brought. Uh, by a number of states that were negatively impacted by these changes in world interest rates, so the damage that was done to these municipalities, to individuals, it's incalculable. Um, for them to walk away with just a $100 million fine, says A, we, we couldn't really do an accurate damage calculation, and B, it's just a slap in the wrist really for the, for these companies. It's it's like the you know the the HSBC deal where they walked away with you know a, a, a relatively small fine for you know laundering hundreds of millions of dollars for uh, foreign drug cartels, for them it just says, well, if we, even if we get caught, we're going to pay a fine that's not going to really even dent a couple of months' profit. So why not? You know, it's, I think it's, it's it's shameful.
8: This is what infuriates so many and why so many have come out against the establishment, whether it's Donald Trump or it was Bernie Sanders. Right. Um, so how do you see this playing out as you've watched Um, Trump surge and now being roundly condemned. I mean, today, the latest 50 national security um, experts, uh, officials coming out against him. They are Republican. Um, And then what Hillary Clinton represents.
13: Well, I I, think—I remember talking uh, just after the crash. I guess it was eight years now, uh, almost eight years ago now. um, A lot of people on Wall Street and in Washington felt that— if there were not adequate measures to to clean up uh, the financial services sector after what happened, that there was going to be some kind of a social movement, whether it was on the left or the right, people are going to be so upset that somewhere this is going to impact. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to create some kind of unrest somewhere. As it happened, I think you know that movement really coalesced on the on the right and the Republican side, and they overthrew the Republican Party essentially with this ridiculous candidate Donald, Donald Trump, but. I think you can't leave these problems unaddressed. You can't just continually kick the can down the road and not punish these offenders because sooner or later people are going to get upset. Even if they don't totally understand these issues, they do understand that people are getting away with it, and uh, and it makes people angry. And anger eventually surfaces somewhere.
3: Yeah, so this ridiculous candidate you know, he overthrew the establishment. This ridiculous candidate. She's got to bring in. She's got to throw in there. Oh well, these these security guys, Republicans. I mean, who the fuck? This one guy's a he's high school, s- uh, a history land teacher. Land. Yeah, they're they're, they're they're nothing. These people are nothing. We talk about Neocons. neocon, neocon bullshit, fucking yeah, crap that got us in all this fucking mass mess. But he's the ridiculous candidate. They didn't say mention Hillary's name once. Or the Clinton Foundation. And she was the one there for all this bullshit. Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. But, you know, Paul, Trump University. (laughs) Here we go, Paul. It sounds more like... And what does Hillary do? She picks... Tim Kaine, Tim Kaine has been pushing the TTP, you know, and and here they can't deny it. And, they're, you know, uh, half of the half of their base are not happy with this. You know, they, they're going on about Pence and, you know, the little kid talking to Pence and all this kind of nonsense. And, you know, we went through that, you, you know, uh, you know, with the left media and uh, but, you know, you get them, you get them alone. And here's what they have to say.
8: You know, something interesting happened over the weekend with Tim Kaine, um, the vice presidential nominee of the Democrats. Um, he said he'll oppose the TPP. You know, he has come out for it until as recently as a couple days uh, uh, before he was nominated by Hillary Clinton, angering many who were deeply concerned about the TPP, which is a deal that would encompass 12 Pacific Rim nations, including the U.S. Uh, both Clinton and Trump now say they're opposed to it um, amidst this wave of public protest to the— that-
3: I just want to interject here. You, you hear the slant? Now Clinton and Trump are opposed to it. Trump's not in, never was in the government. He is still not in the fucking government. She is. Tim Kaine is. They pushed his bullshit.
8: Those right. who say, it benefits corporations, the expense of health and environmental regulations. But this is Senator Kaine speaking Sunday on NBC. Companies
7: were given rights to enforce provisions, but the labor and environmental mm-hmm. provisions could not be effectively enforced. That was never fixed. I've asked again and again to understand this piece of the TPP, and I've never gotten a good answer. We can't have a deal that cannot be enforced.
8: I mean, it's interesting that Senator Kane is talking about these corporate councils. Um, he, again, one of 13 Democratic senators to vote to give President Obama the power to fast track the
13: Right. But this goes back to NAFTA. This goes back to the original free trade agreements. They all had provisions in them that supposedly were going to provide for worker protections and to prevent things like um, you know, signatory countries manipulating currencies or using their own uh, protectionist measures to keep our products out to prevent human rights abuses, human trafficking. I mean, Malaysia's in this deal. Um, of course, those things have never been paid attention to in these deals the only thing these deals really effectively do is they allow uh western companies to move to these sort of unfree labor zones where they get to exploit uh extremely low paid uh politically unfree workers and that's the real part of these deals the part that supposedly provides new worker protections never materializes
3: yeah and trump's the only one that brings that out paul so you know but you know they got to try to slarn them some some sort of way there. And to me, uh, they got to
4: spend everything. Everything's to spend with these assholes.
3: Yeah, because you know, uh, Kane's, uh records coming out. I mean, you know, they've got the internet. They can't control everything the way they used to anymore. Six percent trust the media. Hardly anybody watches it. They go to the internet. They find out who this Tim Cain really is. And uh, so there's so again, they have to. And uh here they are again Paul they're very very upset because you know a lot a lot of democrats are passing uh crossing over particularly union people that have been screwed by the by this continuously demo. continuously but they still go you know go on with this nonsense and uh you know their unions are v- been controlled marxist left has been controlling them uh yeah you want better wages and better working conditions but what about all the other damage that these fucking unions are doing there uh to the cities and uh, different types of requirements and everything else like this but anyway uh she goes on some more here
8: um you know it's interesting the Republican convention took place in Cleveland at the Quicken Loans Arena, what right. they called the Q. The Democratic convention took place in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo uh, Center. Right. Talk about um, the significance, I mean, maybe the symbol of these two centers and these two companies and what they've done
13: in this country. Well, I mean, it's hilarious, right? It's like Amer- American democracy brought to you by, you know, the, the, the mortgage lending industry, you know, or... or, or you know, supermarket banking in the case of Wells Fargo um, you know these uh, uh, we forget that these presidential campaigns are essentially funded by a lot of the companies that are at the heart of a lot of the controversies that we're supposedly talking about I mean if if we're talking about too too big to fail banks uh and what to do about them well wells fargo is at you know at or near the top of the list of of those companies and yet it's it's the wells fargo center that the democratic convention is held in so it's i think it's interesting i think we're, we're so used to hearing uh the corporate sponsorship of democracy that we don't even pay attention anymore to to these details
3: okay i gotta cut in here just for one one minute here paul before we get to the really meat of what's bothering these people. But, you know, you see okay. how they got to try to tie this in uh, about failed banks and all this kind of shit. Where w- Wells Fargo Center or Quicken Center, thats they only have naming rights. They, they do not own. They have nothing else to do with that friggin' center. That In Philly, that's run by the Spectrum Corporation, okay? And, uh, they, you know, a bank paid for... Uh, naming rights for 20 year lease and uh they were bought out you know a couple mergers and uh this guys these guy's name went, went went on a thing there it's it's advertising for them this is what the arenas have been doing to uh get some extra money into their pockets to pay these spoiled athletes okay To you know do their drugs and all this kind of nonsense there and corrupt the youth and uh you know uh to entertain us to death right uh so here they are trying to spin that and uh as and and the Trump, you know, they're talking about money and sponsorship, you know, they're talking about themselves. Trump is paying for his own part, his own fucking campaign. He is doing it with his own money. He's the one that's will not take any special interest. He's been attacking it. Okay. And uh so, but they're going to try and tie him in this some way. But here's what's really bothering him, Paul.
8: <clears throat> Matt Taibbi, the piece you wrote, a Republican Workers Party. What did you mean?
13: Well, there's a lot of talk now uh, among some conservative intellectuals, people from like the National Review and uh, Ross Douthat from the from the New York Times, uh, that. Because of the reality of what happened in the Trump campaign, the Republican Party has to recognize that its constituency is really largely made up of working class white people uh, and that they should readjust their policies accordingly to become a party that more naturally appeals to that constituency, and they're talking about, uh, you know, more aggressively embracing uh, issues that are important to working-class people. Now, of course, they're never going to be a union-friendly party, but the fact that they even have this idea in their head, the fact that that those voters have already defected to the Republican Party, the traditional explanation for that is that they 've been um, sort of hoodwinked into voting against their own interests because they 've been appealed there have been cynical appeals on race and cultural issues, but i don 't think that 's the entire story. I think a lot of it does have to do with things like free, free trade deals um, which have turned off some of these voters to the democratic party and they are there for the taking so i guess what i was really trying to say is the the fact that they're even having this discussion speaks to a huge failure on on the part of the democratic party that they've even lost these voters to begin with so there
3: you go i mean god forbid uh, the dude
13: the guy actually let a little truth truth slip out there man he was telling the truth
4: at the end there but yeah that is the reason why they're going to the republicans
3: yeah and he, you know, he started that statement with, you know, they're hoodwinked against their own best interest, and then he go. But yeah, the free these trade deals have been pushed by, yeah, both. But I mean, global within
4: both parties. Yeah.
3: yeah, NAFTA was a Democrat. TTP is being pushed by Obama. So you know, and Trump has absolutely nothing to do with this bullshit. That was his. his he's been campaigning against it Job, job jobs, make America great, bring our uh, jobs back and all this kind of stuff there, and you know lower the lower the taxing so uh, uh you know, let them be able to bring in in their profits from overseas without tax double taxing them and all this kind of stuff, otherwise they're going to park it offshore and invest it somewhere else okay yeah. and uh, and this is what people need fucking jobs, forty percent of what they call the underclass, the working class. okay live in a household where no one's working 40 fucking percent people that's that's outrageous that's fucking outrageous okay a couple generations of that you'll never have them working and this is what they want then so they'll be gimme dats you know you will
5: didn't do that
3: so you know anyway this sounds another like So you know he this guy had to bring up a race and then then had to admit that really that isn't the reason okay, but uh, speaking about the black vote this is about a five minute clip let's talk about Trump and and, and the minority vote here and this is from a guy that is a uh, uh, a gentleman uh, 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 he's not a black minister but he, he he's he's in the. He's been a he's been into politics uh, in the Kentucky area and around down south there for uh, I think Kentucky for a very, very long time there. Uh, This guy's been around.
13: So
1: what thrilled us within the Tea Party about Donald Trump was his ability to confound the media, right. uh, his ability to not only talk past the media or right. circumvent the media that they media, but to actually shape and confront the media and get them to talk to say his talking points as opposed to him uh, playing from their song sheet.
12: Yeah, he does seem to have this chokehold on uh, the media. Um, it's fascinating, even how he uh, turned House Speaker Paul Ryan around. <laughs> I mean that uh, he did capitulate. Ryan did capitulate, as you and and he is now going to support the presumptive nominee in whatever capacity necessary at the Republican National Convention. It's just fascinating to me. Uh, the power that he has. But, you know, one of the knocks on Trump is that he's even more unpopular with minorities uh, than past Republican candidates. And uh, the numbers definitely bear out. So now that Trump's the presumptive Republican nominee, how can he start undoing the damage that he's done with the minority voter?
1: Well, I think he actually has already started. And by the way, let me uh say uh you know to to your point about the rallying Republican rallying around uh, Donald Trump. I'm- currently in Louisville, Kentucky, at the uh, NRA convention. And, you know, he is like a rock star down here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he, he is loved, and, and there's t- tremendous rallying. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell was down here as well. Uh, uh, this is his home. And uh, he even had a moment of, 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 of I think, unity uh, with Donald Trump as well. But getting to the minority question, I think uh, Donald Trump is already started. Um, he reached out to a very good friend of mine, uh, Bishop or rather Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, the head of the national hispanic christian leadership conference which is uh... latino evangelicals represent some thirty million latino evangelicals across the country and trump addressed them recently and, and gave very conciliatory uh... message he didn't contradict himself in things he had said before he just said that my message and and my agenda of bringing jobs back into the into the country is going to be something that uplifts the hispanic community and i actually think where trump had the ability to again confound uh, conventional wisdom is actually in the black community. I think, you know, his talk of, of, of building a wall, the economic uh, American nationalism that he promotes, is something that would appeal greatly to a number of black Americans. Uh, Particularly, you know, we hear in this election, and we see it, and we often said that uh, it's a reflection of angry white males uh, with Trump's popularity. But the little hidden story is that. Uh, The little story that is hidden and not talked about as much is that there are a lot of black males and Latino males that are angry too that are unemployed or underemployed and want an opportunity to earn a living uh, and be breadwinners for their family
12: but you always hear about let's talk about Hillary and I'm going to bring her into this uh, race discussion because you always hear about Clinton's firewall down south which is of course code Uh, for black voters in the south and I'm wondering how reliable do you think that support will be I mean we've seen black life lives matters protesters confront her on several occasions and of course there's the continued controversy over her husband's signing of the crime bill that toughened penalties for drug related crimes I mean is there any reason for Hillary to worry uh, black voters may not be as enthusiastic about her candidacy as she assumes
1: well, there are two manifestations of the black vote, right? There is uh, the percentage of the, black, of, of the black vote that Hillary can garner uh, uh, of those who come out. And then there's a question of turnout. I think there's no question about it that there's no—it's going to be very difficult for Hillary Clinton to garner the type of turnout— uh, which was record setting in 2008, but pretty high in 2012, uh, considering, um, the feebleness of the Obama presidency was pretty impressive within the black community, uh, the turnout of, of the black vote in 2012. I don't think Hillary's gonna get anything, anything close to that. And, and more than that, if Donald Trump makes a real effort, doesn't go to this, a conventional Republican playbook, which right. is to ignore the minority community uh, or, or to just you know obsess or overly obsess on the Latino vote alone. But if there's a real effort made by the Trump campaign uh, to, to cut into the black vote, I think he could garner anywhere between 10 to 20 percent. And if he's anywhere close to, to 10 to 15 percent to 20 percent of the black vote, he not only wins this walking away, he wins it in a Reagan-like electoral landslide.
3: Hmm. I think you can take that to the bank, Paul. Because you know, uh, you know, forget all these gimme dat's that you see on TV. You know, and like we say, mm-hmm. we don't like niggers, no matter what color they are. Okay, there's a lot of uh,
4: right, here's a uh, real man standing up saying, "I want a job, man." That's why Trump's going to win.
3: Right. You know, like he said, there's Latino men. There, there, there you know, there, there's poor white men. There, there's there's black men. Yeah, they they want they want an opportunity, to, an opportunity, and and to feed their family. They don't want no, you know, they. they what 43 million more on on, on food stamps uh, Rich got an article there uh, uh, welfare is up to what uh, a trillion fucking dollars I mean it's gone out of hand there so anyway I'm, I'm trying to push along here Paul because I, I start a little bit late here, but uh, it's about 10 more minutes here and uh, but you know and here's the bullshit that here, here is the fantasy that Hillary's trying to pitch to America:
10: I believe America thrives when the middle class thrives. I believe our economy isn't working the way it should because our democracy isn't working the way it should. That's why we need to appoint Supreme Court justices who will get money out of politics and expand voting rights, not restrict them. necessary
3: i just want to make a comment here listen to her dog whistling. they talk about trump dog whistling. listen to her dog whistling to illegals and all this kind of nonsense
10: we will pass a constitutional amendment to overturn citizens united
3: citizens united was the one that put the film out on her okay it started out that uh, they tried to get michael moore's film down there during election uh, during Bush's second term there and they lost the case so uh, 208 when she was in the primaries they put a film called Hillary and she tried to get it blocked and they went to court and it went all to the Supreme Court and they said no they can do that. Freedom of speech. So she wants no. to block freedom of fucking speech. If it criticizes her.
10: corporations that have gotten so much from our country should be just as patriotic in return. Many of them are, but too many aren't. It's wrong to take tax breaks with one hand and give out pink slips with the other. And I believe Wall Street can never ever be allowed to wreck Main Street again. I believe in science.
3: <laughs> That's her giggling, man. I tell you, man, she, this, there's something wrong with this broad, okay? That's her giggling. She giggles go, she throughout this stuff uncontrollably sometimes. Mm-hmm.
10: I believe climate change is real and that we can save our planet while creating millions of good-paying, clean-energy jobs.
3: It's kind of good.
10: I believe that when we have millions of hard-working immigrants contributing to our economy, it would be self-defeating and inhumane to try to kick them out.
3: Illegal. Hillary, illegal.
4: Uh, that word, you can't understand
10: that word.
3: ...reform will
10: grow our economy and keep families together, and it's the right thing to do.
3: tearing my heartstrings.
10: So, whatever party you belong to, or if you belong to no party at all, if you share these beliefs, this is your campaign. In America... If you can dream it, you should be able to build it. And we will help you balance family and work. And you know what? If fighting for affordable childcare and paid family leave is playing the woman card, then deal me in!
3: I gotta skip some of that shit there. You know, same old bullshit there. That that is her big thing there. I had a clip here. Uh, we just we're running out of time. Where this guy that was talking about the black vote, he added on that. Uh, you know, the swing vote's going to be the suburban uh, woman. Okay, and we've talked about that before, and we've pointed that out yep. also there. And you know, he's exactly right there. Sorry, Hillary. You know, if Trump just gets her and rides that beast. Stays on that beast, rides it to the ground. I think she'll have a breakdown, and uh, that'll be that. Shoot one. herself? Oh well, she's done that a few times, but you know that that'll be that there. But you know
4: she can't Arkansas herself, man. I mean, she's so good at it for <laughs> others. I mean, she's yeah. tough training.
3: Exactly, man. But uh, along comes Trump.
5: I watched Hillary's thing today, which was hard. It was like it's like taking Somnax. To watch her is like Somnax. You ever hear Somnax? Sleep all night, being. It's hard to stay awake when, you know, I'm not a big sleeper. I think she could make more money if she made speeches and sold them for people that can't sleep. It was hard. But she great. lies so much. We now know, she wrote this out, we now know that she lied to the country when she said she did not send classified information on her server. She lied. She sent vast amounts of classified information, including information classified as top secret. Top secret. Okay? And this is where they said that she was extremely careless and, frankly, I say grossly incompetent. She will be such a lousy president, folks. So sad. Okay. Okay. The lives of the American people were put at risk by Hillary Clinton so that she could carry on her corrupt financial dealings. Probably, that's probably why she didn't want people to see what the hell she was doing. She went to extraordinary lengths to carry out an Enron cell purge of her emails. 33,000 emails are missing? And they say, oh, she's fine, she's fine. 33,000. And I've always been told you can't really get rid of an email. Have you ever heard this? That if we have the real super geniuses that know this stuff, they say you can't get rid of emails. But we didn't use them because they didn't want to use them. They didn't want to use them. So, like a criminal with a guilty conscience, Clinton had her lawyers delete, destroy, and wipe away forever. Except, I still say, there are geniuses that can find them. 30,000, think of this, 30,000 emails. This again, disqualifies her from service. And just think of it. I mean, how can you have this?
1: Okay, let me mention some names to you uh, and just get a quick response. Hillary Clinton.
5: Like a one-word response? I sort of think of Benghazi. I think of a failed Secretary of State. But Benghazi was a disaster. And amazingly, I don't think it resonated like it should have, but Benghazi was a total disaster. We
1: learned today that, in fact, they knew from the first minutes of that attack that it was a terror attack, which I think will become a bigger issue. Uh, Bill Clinton.
5: Nice guy. Uh, Got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems.
3: So that's the... uh clintons for you that's a corrupt clintons i mean even the left media now is starting to realize it's over okay it's over and uh they're looking for people to complain uh to blame pin it on uh, and stick with the uh you know trump's dangerous and all this kind of stuff but they've basically resigned themselves to the fact that Trump is going to be the next president of the United States, okay, so they are throwing in the damn tower. we got to keep on the pressure we got to make sure that we convert more people, make sure we get them out to vote because that's very important. I mean you know uh talk is cheap, and don't believe those friggin polls that they put on there they don 't mean a damn thing. Just go to a rally, see it for yourself and to the uh for the DNC uh the leftists all i got to say all i hear from them is
2: I bet y'all thought that I was gonna tell a story Y'all plump forgot that I've been doing this since 14, hella glory I've been known how to brag and I'm swagging out but that's hella boring Look out for me, it's about to get gory Cause boy I got this shit on lock, go ahead and go in the towel
9: Once I'm in it there's no way you getting rid of me now I got this shit on lock, go ahead
5: and go in the towel I'm in the zone and know to tear it up when it's going down I got this shit on lock, cause boy I got this shit on lock go ahead and throw in the towel, I'm in the zone and know to tear it up when it's going down, it's going down.
7: plus.